Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Second wide receiver from the rookie class in this tournament, not shocking to me at all. Romo Dunze out of Washington from my home state, Nevada, played at my rival high school, Bishop Gorman in Las Vegas. Odunze took his talents to Washington and he balled out. Back-to-back thousand-yard seasons, bigger wide receiver. Everybody in this class that we named so far, Marv, Malik, Rome, all over six foot, 200 pounds. These guys are put together. Romo Dunze, I've talked about it so many times. He's not the wide receiver three in this class. I believe he's the wide receiver 1C, with Malik Neighbors being the wide receiver one lowercase a and Marvin Harrison Jr. being the wide receiver one capital A. Romo Dunze, smooth operator in my opinion, plays a lot like a bigger version of Chris Olave. Just smooth. The game never seems too overwhelming for him. He's never out of control. Fluid movements, great with his body positioning and control. Not as big of a yak guy as Malik Neighbors or Marv. But Odunze is a stud coming off the board as wide receiver 33 right now and underdog. Brian Thomas Jr., the teammate, the running mate to Malik Neighbors coming off the board as the rookie wide receiver four. Wide receiver 41 overall. So just get the gap here. Marv coming off the board as wide receiver 11. The wide receiver four coming off the board 30 picks behind Marvin Harrison Jr. But Brian Thomas Jr., another one of these big, prototypical, old school X's at six foot four. 210 pounds, deep play threat, big touchdown upside. believe he's top three in LSU history in scoring touchdowns. He's going to be a first-round pick, and I think after the combine, his stock is only going to continue to rise up. At wide receiver five in the rookie class, Troy Franklin out of Oregon. A lot of people, big Troy Franklin fans. Wide receiver five coming off the board is wide receiver 49 in underdog. Franklin's claim to fame is going to be speed. He can get down the field in a hurry. Hands, we'll see how those work out, you know, long-term in the NFL. The Oregon offense, a little bit different under Dan Lanning. They were just chucking the ball deep or a lot of screen plays. But Troy Franklin's speed is no joke. He can get downfield in a hurry. That speed will translate. And I think he would be best served playing on a team that already has a true number one target. Let him stretch the field, be that downfield threat, the seam stretcher, change the math on the defensive side of the ball. Troy Franklin, wide receiver five from the 2024 class. Keon Coleman, the athletic specimen out of Florida State, common theme here, Franklin 6'3", Brian Thomas 6'4", Rome 6'3", and Keon Coleman listed at 6'3", 6'4", coming out of Florida State, transferred from Michigan State the year prior. The counting stats aren't going to be there. Didn't, Didn't put up monster numbers this year, and it seemed like he was going to. The first game of the college football season this year, he smashed, and it was like, uh uh-oh, here we go. The transfer Keon Coleman is cooking. But the passing attack at Florida State tailed off some last year. So you saw the production dip. 
lost Jordan Travis down the stretch. Even Trey Benson didn't have the type of season that a lot of people thought. This is the player that a lot of people are concerned about right now. I'm seeing comparisons to Traylon Burks. He's going to be the bust of this class. Not as refined of a route runner. Separation issues. All I'm going to say is he is a physical specimen. And if you can harness that all together, package it up with the right landing spot, with the right coaching staff, I think there's a ton of upside for Keon Coleman. He's not my wide receiver six in this class, but I am not out on Keon Coleman by any stretch of the imagination. It's a big ball of clay, man. There's a lot that you can mold and do with Keon, but it may take a little bit before he hits the ground running. But wide receiver six off of the board currently. Wide receiver, what's that? 53 in underdog. Adnai Mitchell. A lot of people knew him as AD Mitchell. Prefers to go by Adnai. And uh, coming out of Texas, coming off the board as the wide receiver seven in this class. Another six foot three, six foot four guy. Like there's a common theme. This is a big wide receiver class. Adnan Mitchell is good at everything. I wouldn't say he's spectacular at one single thing. And there are some advanced metrics that make you a little concerned. Yard per route run data for Adnan Mitchell. But overall, this is a big play threat, a big, a big red zone target at his size. I think he's got the requisite athleticism to pop off some big plays. Adnan Mitchell coming off of the board after Keon Coleman. It's about where I have him ranked, wide receiver eight, nine in the class. After Adnan Mitchell, you have the biggest riser coming out of Mobile, Lad McConkey out of Georgia. Yes, Lad McConkey played a lot of slot, did a lot of different things at Georgia. Again, the counting stats are not going to be there. You got to kind of look past that with a player like Lad McConkey, who is what we call a separation specialist. And for those of y'all who don't know, Lad McConkey, that brother is white. So a lot of people are going to comp him to Cooper Cup to Wes Welker, to Danny Amendola. Hell, you might even get some people comping him to Danny Woodhead for whatever reason. I'm just going to tell you, this young man can separate in a hurry. The speed is there. The hands are there. I got a chance to meet him, talk to him in person during my time in Mobile at the Senior Bowl. He says he does model his game after Cooper Cup, but he got some Devontae Adams and Justin Jefferson in there as well. Good job today. Lad McConkey, Ray Garvin here with him. I got one question for you, Lad. You're asking a lot of stuff about how you perform and how you're feeling. When you look at your game and you're thinking about transitioning to the next level, who do you model your game after? Everyone always asks me that. Um, I mean, I don't know. The easy answer, you know, like say, like Cooper Cove, Julian, I'm like a slot guy, but I really like to take, like, you know, releases from some people, top of the routes from others. So, Who do you like best? Who's the best release that you like to kind of emulate? You got Jets, Devontae Adams. Yeah, I like Devontae Adams, top of the route stuff. I like, I yes, like Justin Jefferson. And the Cooper Cuff's so efficient and out of his brace, so smart. So, I mean, I like to take take everything. I like to, you know, like watch highlights of people, see what works. But oh, let me try that, bring it out here and see what I can do. Lad McConkey, triple crown incoming. If he's that level of prospect, but I do think Lad McConkey, when it's all said and done, is going to enter the NFL probably as a second-round pick at worst. So him coming off of the board right here is wide receiver. What is that? 62 off of the board. Lad McConkey. there you go, out of Georgia. Coming off the board as wide receiver nine in this 2024 class. You have Xavier Worthy out of Texas. Speed, route running, it's all there. This young man is my wide receiver six currently in the class. The one big thing about Xavier Worthy, who is a walking big play waiting to happen, the hand's a little inconsistent. And I know a lot of people say drops don't matter. Yeah, they don't matter if you're Jamar Chase or Devontae Adams. You're going to continue to be force-fed regardless if you catch the ball or not. It's just a little problematic and worrisome for me because they are littered all over the tape. 
And I'm not going to sit here and call them concentration jobs, this and that. You drop the damn ball, X. Catch the ball. The speed is blinding. The big playability is there. He's got a diverse, robust route inventory, short, intermediate, and deep. I like X-Worthy a lot. Just got to improve those hands. Coming off the board is wide receiver 9, wide receiver 63 overall, according to Underdog. And the final rookie from this subset, I was a little shocked to see this rookie right here as the 10th wide receiver off of the board. We are going to go to Washington and talk about where is it at? Where is he at? There he is, Jalen Polk. Jalen Polk out of Washington, the running mate to uh, to Romo Dunze. Jalen Polk, I love this kid. I think he is incredible. He is a locked and loaded top 10 wide receiver for me from the rookie class. He's very good. Six foot two, another big guy. Worthy six one as well. Lad McConkey, the only one sub six foot here in this entire top 10. He's the only sub six foot wide receiver. Jalen Polk, I mean, uh, the best way to describe him is he's got dog in him. He's got dog. He can do the stuff underneath, short and big play contested catch down the field. I too think that after the combine, Jalen Polk is going to be a big riser. So there you are. Those are the top 10 rookies according to how people are drafting them right now. For those of y'all that are listening, maybe not watching, you got Marvin Harrison Jr. at one, Malik Neighbors two, Romo Odunze three coming off the board as a top 33 wide receiver. Wide receiver 33 for Odunze, 23 for Neighbors, 11 for Harrison. Brian Thomas Jr., wide receiver four coming off the board as the 41st ranked wide receiver overall. Troy Franklin, wide receiver 49, but wide receiver five amongst the rookie class. Keon Coleman, rookie wide receiver six, underdog ADP, wide receiver 53. I think I'm going to do it that way better. Adnan Mitchell, wide re- rookie wide receiver seven, but he's coming off the board, underdog ADP, wide receiver 59. Lad McConkey, wide receiver eight, underdog fantasy, wide receiver 62. Xavier Worthy, wide receiver nine, underdog fantasy, wide receiver 63. And Jalen Polk, Wide receiver 10 from the rookie class, underdog fantasy, wide receiver 70. So there we go. Those are the top 10 rookies according to underdog ADP. Big board competition, 53,522 and counting right now. Watching this live as I record the show. But let's talk about where these players are being drafted around, ahead of, behind, and see if we've jumped the shark maybe just a little bit with a couple of these guys. So let's pull the board back up and start right here at the top with Marvin Harrison Jr. So you see ADP of 19. There's 12 slots. After 12, how many numbers? 7, 207. Marvin Harrison Jr. coming off the board, 207. I was actually in a draft uh, last night. He came off the board at the 112 spot. I was like, wow, 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 wow. Crazy, crazy, crazy. But overall coming off the board, Middle of the second round, ahead of players like Rasheed Rice, Brandon Ayuk, Devontae Adams, Debo Samuel, Stefan Diggs, Chris Olave. What do y'all think? Like, real talk. What do you, I, for me, this feels very rich. This feels like, like he better come in the league, and you're talking about right out the gate, year one, 85 for 13, 50, and 10. Can he give me 90 and 1401 and 8? That's that's a that's a tall order, right? Or maybe we're 75 and 1212. I'm not saying that he can't eventually get there. But to place those expectations on a rookie wide receiver, no matter how good they are, it's a lot, man. 
And I, I, I'm, I'm very curious. Family, talk to me watching the stream. Comment below. What are your expectations for Marvin Harrison Jr. in year one? Are you expecting Puka Nakua? Are you expect like what would be success and what would be failure? I don't know. But being drafted here at the 207 spot, and like that, that's that's taking them over Rasheed Rice, Brandon Ayuk, even Devontae Adams in that un uncertain quarterback room in Las Vegas just seems a bit risky for me. Just seems a little risky for me. But there's Marv in between DJ Moore and Rashi Rice. Let's move down the board because there's a lot, there's a big gap between Marv and the rookie wide receiver too, Malik Neighbors. And there he is, Malik Neighbors coming off of the board, ADP of 35.2. Actually just drafted him in the fifth round of an FFPC tournament that Scott Connor and I are in. But you got him right in between Mike Evans, DK Metcalf, Jalen Waddell, Devontae Smith, Keenan Allen. I love Neighbors. I think Malik Neighbors is going to be a star in the NFL. But my goodness, if I had to put my money on it today, which one of these wide receivers is going to outproduce the other? Give me Mike Evans. Give me DK Metcalf. Waddle, yeah. Keenan Allen, I know he's banged up down the stretch, but healthy with Herbert. Probably outproducing Malik Neighbors and Drake London down there much later on down the line. Quarterback change in Atlanta, good things can happen for Drake London as well. So this is another one where I don't mind neighbors as much here, but but think about everything that's, you know, Marv, you know, Rasheed Rice, Ayuk, Adams, or would you pass and take Malik Neighbors right here, drafting him over Waddle, Devontae Smith? This feels more appropriate. Wide receiver 23 off of the board. You're banking on him to be a back-end wide receiver two, opposed to a back-end wide receiver one off the rip. And again, that's not saying that Marv can't get it done, but placing those expectations on what will be a rookie wide receiver, no matter how good we think they are, seems a bit unfair to Marvin Harrison Jr. But neighbors off of the board here in between Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle, that feels more appropriate. So let's move down and look at Romo Dunze, who's in a very, very interesting spot, sandwiched in between Jordan Addison and Calvin Ridley. And there's reports out right now. Ridley's not going to re-up with the Jags. They're going to go in a different direction. They don't want to pay Atlanta that second-round pick. you got Terry McLaurin, and you've got last year's rookie wide receiver one, Jackson Smith and Jigba, being drafted after Romo Dunze. Again, y'all talk to me. What are the expectations for Rome in year one? Like, I'm looking at this board, and I don't know how much of Dunze I've taken because if I'm in this range, I just have a lot more confidence in Terry McLaurin, Jackson Smith and Jigba. George Pickens' situation is a little volatile with Mason Rudolph and Kenny Pickett, but Christian Kirk with Trevor Lawrence. I can take Romo Dunze at 10 spots before Christian Kirk, or I can I can save that value and get Kirk a little bit later. So it's just, it's interesting to see where the community is already valuing these rookies in February. We ain't even had the combine, pro day, none of that. So my big, my big sort of pitch to you is if you're thinking about getting some value and you want to jump into this and you think that these 60,000 people are out of their damn mind, use the promo code WAKEUP. Get in in some of these drafts now before the combine and people are like, ah, yeah, I don't know. Before the NFL draft, get in, take advantage of the value that's currently on the board. Let's move down and talk about Brian Thomas Jr. Where you at, BTJ? In between Chris Godwin, DeAndre Hopkins, right below him. Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs. So you got the two Packers wide receivers. You got the aging vet Hopkins, who we don't believe will be in Tennessee next year. 
and Chris Godwin. Am I taking Brian Thomas Jr. over Christian Watson? Probably. I, I just am. I just, I'm good on Christian Watson right now. Am I taking him out of Romeo Dobbs, Cortland Sutton, Deontay Johnson? Again, y'all, like the, the rookie optimist in me wants to say, oh yeah, he's way better than those guys. Like there's no doubt he's, he's better than Jacoby Myers. He's better than Jamison Williams. Is he? He's better than Cortland Sutton. Like the the rookie optimist in me wants to say absolutely, but you know th- I'm okay here. Like I, I'm fine. You want to take a shot on Brian Thomas Jr. here? The upside first round pick. I don't mind it at all. I, I think this is the range where I'm good with some of these rookie wide receivers, and we are at rookie wide receiver four here, and he's wide receiver 41 off of the board. Let's move down. Talk about Troy Franklin again. Every one of these players, I want to know what y'all's expectation for these guys are. Troy Franklin, my expectation is field stretching wide receiver three for in year one. That's and that's no slight. I, I'm not I'm not expecting Troy to come in and be the alpha 30% target share. Give me 150 targets in year one. That very well may happen. We saw it. No one thought it would be Puka Nakua or Tank Dell. So this could be one of the range of outcomes. But I just I'm not banking on him doing that year one. When I look at the players being drafted after, and Mike Williams, if he's healthy, uh, he's probably going to out-target Troy Franklin. Hollywood Brown, again, if he's healthy, probably a more impactful player overall for your fantasy rosters. Khalil Shakir, I don't know. But you got Tyler Lockett, and you see Keon Coleman there as well. Wide receiver five, wide receiver six amongst these crowds. Like, I, I don't... Again, I'm fine with a couple of shots on these guys, but... When when I when I take the rookie hopium hat off, it's like, man, give me Mike Williams if he's healthy. Tyler Lockett's a walking thousand piece. Now we get the Jahan Dotson and those guys. I, I'm fine taking some shots on some of the rookie upside. But is Keon Coleman the right rookie to place in that spot? That's another question for another day. Let's move down the board. We see Jerry Judy way down there, Dontavian Wicks. Now we get to the rookie pocket right here. We've got Dontavian Wicks followed by Adnan Mitchell, Brandon Cooks, Gabe Davis. Then we got Lad McConkey, Xavier Worthy, Quentin Johnston, Michael Wilson. Interesting spot here. Okay. Everybody hates QJ. Didn't do a damn thing last season, but he's going to be back in LA. New coach, new offensive coordinator. Is there a chance for some second year redemption for Quentin Johnston? I know most of you will say L to the no, but I'm never never say never. Never say never. Who who produces more in 2024? Michael Wilson or Lad McConkey? You know, Wondell Robinson or Lad McConkey, Josh Palmer, Demario Douglas, Pop Douglas or Lad McConkey, X Worthy, Adnan Mitchell over Gabe Davis, Brandon Cooks. I think these are fine. I think the, I, I don't think these are mispriced. I don't think they're over pumped, overrated. You're talking about wide receiver fifty nine, wide receiver sixty two, and wide receiver sixty three. You're banking on these guys for it to have a spike week or two in this format. If you get two spike weeks out of Xavier Worthy where he finishes as a top 15 wide receiver, it's worth this price, right? I'm just looking and saying, is there any value to be found to where you can get a more consistent receiving option opposed to the rookie hopium that we have here in February? I don't know. Talk to me, family. What do you think? And the final wide receiver, and I'm actually going to cheat and we're going to go a couple of more because they're there. Uh, there is Jalen Polk, wide receiver 70, being drafted ahead of uh, Marvin Mims Jr., my current, just letting y'all know now, wide receiver five in the class, Roman Wilson out of Michigan being drafted 
behind Jalen Polk, behind Lad McConkey, Keon Coleman. I'm telling you right now, I take Keon, I take Roman Wilson over Keon Coleman. I take him over Adnan Mitchell, Lad McConkey, and Jalen Polk. I, I think he's that good of a prospect. And after the combine, mark my word, we will see his ADP rise coming off of the board. His wide receiver 72. But yeah, like Jalen Polk, Marvin Mims, I'll take, I'll take the shot on Jalen Polk. The, any of the old guys down here, I, I just want to point out a couple of names. I want to point out a couple of names that I, I think are being drafted a little bit later than they should in this type of tournament. Jalen Hyatt right here off of the board is wide receiver 81. I'd be drafting him much higher. And Trey Palmer, for a format and a tournament like this where it's best ball, you don't have to start a roster. You don't have to set a lineup. You just draft them and forget it. That's the beauty of best ball. What he did towards the end of the season, I'm kind of in on Trey Palmer. He might be one of my highest rostered wide receivers so far through 20. I think I've done 20 or 22 of these drafts. I'm going to put 100 up uh, before the combine. I mean, before the NFL draft, I'll have 100 of these done. Trey Palmer right now, one of my highest rostered players as well as Jalen Hyatt. Other rookies that we see here, we've got Devontae Walker, Xavier Leggett. Then I saw Malik Washington creeping up down there right in between uh, Yoshi Voss and Ricky Pearsall out of Florida. And there goes Rashad Bateman, Brendan Rice. But there it is. We went through the top 10 rookie wide receivers according to Underdog ADP. And here it is one more time. Marvin Harrison, Malik Neighbors, Romo Dunze, Brian Thomas, Troy Franklin, your top five, followed by Keon Coleman, Adnan Mitchell, Ladd McConkie, Xavier Worthy, and Jalen Polk. There it goes, family. Talk to me, baby. What do y'all think about this top 10 list? How do you think these 50, almost 4,000 people have done so far through this tournament? And again, if you want to get in on this action, I think it's incredibly value, especially for you redraft fantasy football players to start to get some of this information locked in right now. Go over to Underdog Fantasy, use the promo code WAKEUP, get an instant deposit match up to $100, and then, yeah, you know, like it'll be all good after that. So I appreciate y'all tapping in. Hit that thumbs up button. Comment, like, subscribe to the channel, all that good stuff, and make sure you tap in everything that we're doing at Destination Debbie. Much love. I'll be easy. I'm out. Peace.